welcome back to this episode of the Shooting Bricks podcast. And, you know, last week we were talking about how Stephen Curry was, you know, apparently this humongous, horribly monster thing, according to Daniel, for changing the way the NBA is played. So we're going to go on the flip side. Instead of talking outside the three-point line, we're going to be talking inside the three-point line. But before we do that, as always, I'm Jerry Castillo, and I'm joined by... Uh, I'm Daniel Huang. All I have to say right now is I uh, another day, and I burned another 300 calories on the treadmill. And, hey. uh, joining me as well. Good stuff. Way to start off your 2021. It's your boy, Relly Rail, Jarrell Sales. And of course, we have... This is Skylar Treppel. Happy to be here with the Shooting Bricks podcast again. And we have a very special guest ready to give us his introduction. What's up, guys? Uh, this is Del Layton. I'm the head coach of Kingsguard Gaming, uh, the Sacramento Kings eSports teams, and uh, just looking forward to some good conversation with you guys. Absolutely. We're, we're glad to have you here. And, you know, if just tell a little bit about yourself to the, all the people that are listening. Just, you know, explain what you do and how you kind of fit into the whole basketball life. Yeah, uh, basketball has been my everyday life since – Man, I, since I was a, a young fella, um, I played in high school, played in college. Um, I still, you know, hoop as much as I can now. Um, I coach a high school varsity basketball team, and I'm also involved with the NBA um, in the NBA 2K League uh, with the Sacramento Kings. So um, basketball is, is 24-7 over here. Right. And so, speak, speaking of basketball being 24-7, the MVP talks are always going on, you know, throughout the leagues, no matter what you do, no matter where you look, people are always talking about MVP candidates. And we've been talking about Nikola Jokic or Nikola Jokic, I should say. We've been saying his name wrong the entire time. And G, you've been like on the bandwagon this entire time. But, bandwagon. I mean, yeah. You're a <laughs> nah, Lakers fan. Since I'm, I'm, I'm Lakers fan, but I real recognize real. And I recognize this episodes previous episodes i called it i said he's my mvp so i, mean, I don't know about that bandwagon I, talk. I honestly think it's becoming fact now so well hold on a second what about joel Embiid? because we're talking about centers right and daniel you've been talking about how you want all these centers to come back well you got nikola Jokic and joel Embiid. they've been balling out so i just got to ask you guys and you know you guys can answer in whatever order you want but is Joel Embiid the best center in the league, or is he just the best center in the East? Because, you know, for me, Nikola Jokic, he's better than Embiid. No matter what the stats say, he's better than Embiid 10 times. Um, I have to agree with you, Jared. I think uh, Embiid is great, but I think he's, the, I think honestly, he's just the best center in the East. I think Nikola Jokic is the best center in today's NBA game in general, whether we like it or not, whether Jarrell likes it or not. In this day, in, in this day, in age of basketball, you have to be the most complete player possible. I just think Nikola Jokic does does much more, like better, uh, does much more with his game than Joel Embiid can ever do. Listen, at the end of the day, Joel Embiid can assist, he can distribute, he can rebound, he can do everything except play defense. That's where that's only honestly the only the only part of the game where Joel Embiid exceeds and does better than Nikola Jokic. Is. So it's I think it's no doubt Nikola Jokic just just by doing much more. I think Nikola Jokic is is way better than Joe Embiid. He is the best center of the game. Oh, we uh, that's a lot to uncover. I mean, y'all, I, I look, I, I agree. I'm saying Nikola Jokic is Nikola. 
Nikola Jokic. I'm still gonna botch his name, so y'all just gonna have to get used to it. All my list, all the listeners out there. And by I, the way, I, he shoots too. Yeah, I understand. Which we'll get to. We'll get to. I I'm giving a nod over Jokic, the Joker, but y'all saying he's way better than Joel Embiid. I can't say that because Joel Embiid is up there. Um, I'm giving it to to Jokic because he's he's doing more for his team as far as what the stats are showing. It's 27 points a game, almost 12 boards a game. He's a big man, damn near averaging a triple-double with assists. He means more to that Denver Nuggets team right now than Joel Embiid means to the Sixers. Joel Embiid's more like a package to me. It's, Joel, it's, it's, it's the big two. It's Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. But when we're looking at this Denver Nuggets team, who else is stepping up? Jamal Murray, I I don't know what happened to him. He just disappeared. I thought he was going to take the next step after everything we saw in a bubble. But Jokic for this Denver Nuggets team means more than uh, Joel Embiid means to the 76ers, and that's why I'm giving a nod to to Jokic. You know, G, I I agree with most of what you're saying here because, yeah, I, I love Joel Embiid. Phenomenal, unbelievably talented big man. But what Jokic is doing with passing and basically nearly averaging a triple-double as a big man, we're so impressed by what Westbrook did uh, a few seasons ago, three seasons in a row, actually. It's too good to pass up. And then when you talk about most valuable, yeah, he just doesn't have as much going on on that team. So I'm going to have to go with Nikola Jokic, but... Joel Embiid, just a phenomenal talent, and he gets it done on the defensive end. We'll have to see what happens in the championship round. That The playoffs are really going to tell us which of these guys is more ready for big time, even though Jokic did better last year. But uh, I love me some Embiid, and it's Jokic, but not by too much. And, uh, again, DJ, man, what are your thoughts on this? And, and so cool to have the head coach of the Sacramento Kings G League team here. I, I was really, you know – Man, ah, he's <laughs> Jokic is better, one hundred percent, right? More complete, Thank you. more complete. But I don't know if he means more to his team than than Embiid does to the Sixers. I what think makes you say that. Then, as a complete full team, I think they have better guards all around. Whether they're being productive this year or not, they're getting to the conference finals. Like they're getting deep playoff pushes, um, and you look at um, the Sixers. I mean, they're kind of doing the same thing as well. But you compare like a Jamal Murray to Ben Simmons. Who are, who who do you, who is better in your opinion? In my opinion, Ben Simmons is trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, I would agree, but trash. That's. I mean, I... it's a little little extra, a little extra. But he does nothing for Embiid. I think if you switch and put. You know, a Jamal, Mur- uh, Jamal Murray with Embiid and put Ben Simmons with, with Jokic, I think things change a little bit. So let me, uh, let me throw this out for you because G brought this up a while back. So what do you think about a, a swap for, you know, M- no, Simmons and CJ McCollum with Simmons going to the Trailblazers and CJ going to the 76ers? Do you think that would work in theory? Because that's something G's been bringing up for a while. Uh, work for the Sixers? Or for any team, because McCullum for Ben Simmons trade makes the Sixers the favorite in the East, in my opinion. Ooh, interesting. Wow, that'd be nice. I, I like what you're saying, honestly. About Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are both phenomenal talents, but how much do their games really gel together? 
and, no, they and would they conflict. Embiid gel with like that CJ McCollum type. That that's a really interesting point. That, that I mean, would be a perfect fit. Perfect fit. He can he yeah, can get a bucket. He doesn't need Embiid to get a bucket. He can shoot from the three. He can he can create for others. And you got shooters surrounding them. Like Portland doesn't have crazy shooters around them. They don't have the Danny Greens. They don't have some of these other guys that are knocking down threes for them. I mean Portland Covington. I mean you know no. I just you you said Danny Green and that kind of just I just had flashbacks. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I do have an argument. Uh, one, the 76ers are in the Eastern Conference, the trash Eastern Conference. Yeah. So for them to not be able to get to the, the conference finals, and I understand Ben Simmons was injured last year, and that was a big reason why the 76ers weren't able to make that push. But the 76ers getting CJ McCollum, yes, it will work in theory as far as the offensive end, but now we're lacking defense. Who are they going to guard? You're going to have old ass Danny Green guarding what Jalen Brown, uh, uh, yeah. Kimball Walker. That's not going to work. CJ McCollum is going to get cooked. CJ McCollum has a D plus defense at best. Ben Simmons led the league in steals last year. That is one thing that he does does that he does provide for this team, which is defense. So I understand that they don't work they don't mesh well, too well ben simmons and joel Embiid, but i feel like that aspect is going to be missing see, and, and that's what he brings to this team real quick though like matisse thibel is a dog bro like he can defend the hell out of the ball so you don't have to worry about that i mean seth curry maybe you gotta you gotta worry about that a little bit but they got three good defenders at the starting lineup if they slide you know thibel in there but apart from that you know they could just destroy teams like that like they got the they got the offense the defense is gonna be there Sometimes, maybe, hopefully. Scoring every time down with CJ McCollum. <laughs> yeah. They're scoring so, every time CJ McCollum. Yeah, because yes. you can't stop him and you can't stop Embiid, right? Because Embiid, we've been talking about like three point shooting. Like he is hitting 42.3% of his threes while Jokic is at 38.4. The thing is, you got to kind of have to take that with a grain of salt because Embiid is only, you know, he's taking under three attempts per game. But According to the Ringer, Embiid is set to join Steph Curry as the only players to finish a season with a usage rate of 30 or higher with a true shooting percentage of over 65%. That's insane. And he's the first center to average 28 and 10 on 55, 40, and 80 in a month since the three-point era began. So the dude is just balling out of his mind. I mean, if that were to happen, like, screw the Nets, screw the Bucks. I think... I think, and I hate to say this because I put the uh, Sixers at fifth in the East. They could be the favorites, maybe. Nah. Still, and I'm and I'm definitely tripping. I definitely forgot about the Nets. They're the second best team, and they would be the second best team in the East. I can't. Nets, Nets are a favorite. I don't care what anybody says. Like, like <laughs> we'll get into I've been, that. I've been, t- I've been telling this whole pod in the NBA. Let's be honest. The NBA is a superstar-driven league. Stars will give you wins in this league. It, it may not give you championships, but you'll you'll you're more likely to go deep with superstars than not with superstars. DJ, you're speaking, uh, especially you know Daniel and I have been big proponents of the Nets doing well here, and yeah, it is a superstar driven league, and I believe this may be the most talented big three we've seen since the Miami Heat, as far as just overall players average up two K ratings, even make a little esports reference there, and uh, it really is. So I, I, I think this team, I, I still believe they could go to the finals this year. I think the I think personally, personally, like even if they don't win the East, the Brooklyn Nets are going to the NBA Finals. Oh, you look super flustered there. What's going on? Uh, 
Cause <laughs> these motherfuckers <laughs> scored 140 points with the Wizards, and y'all think that they gonna go to the finals? The playoffs is a different game. Defense comes into play. So for y'all to sit here and say, oh, guarantee three offensive juggernauts going to the finals, you yeah, don't know three of the best scorers Hell in the no. NBA. Bro, yeah, they okay, gonna get wins so... first seed, but when it comes to that playoffs, mm, not happening. So, I'm sorry, right. it's the so, Eastern Conference underrated Underrated defense, more like to, more like no nil defense. defense. <laughs> let me let me bung this in there real quick. So, as of oh. as of recording, right, they gave up the two most points allowed this season: one hundred forty nine to the to the Wizards in a loss, and one hundred forty seven to the Cavs in a loss. And their defensive rating right now is one nineteen point nine, which would be which is the worst in the league and would be the worst of all time, right? So you're saying you know. This is a star-driven league, bro. You can't, you can't win if you can't even defend a parked car. Like, what the? Like, come on, man. Like, you gotta, you gotta be smart. I think superstars, to an extent, they will find a way to communicate in one with one another, and will work, and they will work it out. Now, will they, will they like fall apart eventually? Oh, of course, they're gonna, they're gonna get their asses kicked by the Lakers in a seven-game series when it, when we get there in June. But um, make it. Yeah. I think they are going to make it. I think they will figure out enough in time just to get there. But I think the wheels will fall apart. Yeah. Their so, defense will come together when you've got that many people. And you, got, you, got months. you think they don't know their defense is bad right now? They know. Exactly. And they got months to, to turn that around. I, and you got the best player in the world, Kevin Durant, on your squad with James Harden and Kyrie. They'll be all right. I promise you. Kevin Durant? Yeah. yeah. Best player in the world? Damn. I got got some hot takes, huh? Yes, you do. <laughs> Keep them coming, man. Keep them coming. <laughs> Damn. Oh man, basketball as well. Damn. Well, Why KD over LeBron? I, we could. I don't know. Uh, you <laughs> might want to stay on schedule for that one. <laughs> uh, hey, bro, we got time. We got time. Yeah, we gotta talk about this. <laughs> KD, KD is the most skilled player to ever touch basketball, in my opinion. Oh, that um, is. Off, uh, Offensively, he he he's in his bag, but all, all but to sit here and say that the man that 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 makes other players better that <laughs> that is yeah. facilitating to other 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 players, but also and he's he's not known as a scorer. LeBron James is just an athletic freak, but somehow still averaged 27, 28 points a game regularly because, because of still what averaged eight assists a game. Right, no, but he he scores that because of what you just said. He's an athletic freak. You put him in a in a normal sized body, he's he's averaging eighteen, you know, he's averaging eighteen points a game, bro. That's put put Kevin Durant in a normal sized body, bro. It's yeah. six ten. Yeah. He, he developed that through work, skill. He developed. He didn't. He wasn't born with with that skill. He had to work for that. Braun was born with that body. Bro was like six six out of the womb. I yeah. mean. And athleticism can be considered a skill as well. But on top of that, didn't LeBron James change his game? He's 36 years old, shooting logo threes and fadeaway jump shots, and that's not skill? No, he's gotten better 100% compared to when he came in the league. Of course, I would hope so. But, yeah, he, he is, it's a different type of it's a different type of skill set between those two, especially offensively. I mean, don't get me wrong, LeBron, he does everything at a really high clip. But offensively, it's... He scores his buckets by by being a bully, man, because he's bigger than everybody else. And I agree with you. I'm sorry that it's like back and forth, but I just had to get it off. Like I agree with you, Kevin Durant offensively 
probably the best we've ever seen. But LeBron James all around team basketball, five on five yes. NBA basketball. I gotta give it to the King. There's a reason why the they call king, it the bro. King. The King. We got probably the two coaches the, going off. The King is probably <laughs> has won that. But I think he arguably is in the top three in in terms of basketball IQ of all time. He's one of those. He's definitely up there as one of the smartest basketball players that that's ever played. And sometimes that's more important than physical ability. And plus, you got to recognize that LeBron James has better intangibles, than, way better intangibles than Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, honestly, he there's a reason why he like freak, he freaked out and joined a 73 winning team. So, oh. right, so well. I mean, I mean, like intangibles, IQ, and the physical ability. Like, I I have to disagree with you. Kevin Durant is no match for LeBron James. Oh, that's a great segue then. So, speaking of which. As a, I love you guys are Skyler's take. <laughs> My bad. I had to because he was quiet. I wanted to hear what he Sorry. had to say. But let me uh, let me throw this question out to you guys. Then uh, you guys are all Laker fans, right? One at a time, please. Don't explode at me because I'm a Warrior fan. Who would you guys rather see in the finals, the Sixers or the Nets? Because the Nets, their defense is atrocious, but their offense is the best in the league and could be the best of all time if they keep up to this pace. Because their offensive rating is one twenty two point six. So. Would you rather see Embiid or would you rather see a three-headed offensive monster in Brooklyn? Uh, at the end of the day, I'm a basketball fan. And I, I just, I rather, much rather see the Brooklyn Nets. I think there's, as um, I know I'm kind of thinking like a TV producer, like a T, like a, a league executive right now, but like the, the potential storylines are just more abundant in a Brooklyn and LA matchup. You got Kyrie against LeBron, you know, the the mentor against his protege and then and then you got against like Kevin Durant longtime rival of LeBron and then you got the storyline like can can Brooklyn's break three hold together and and as a bas- as a Lakers fan like I know we would trample the Brooklyn Nets in a seven game series because as you said that at the end of the day their defense is lacking I think that will eventually fall apart so I I, I think the Lakers are are Brooklyn's match when it comes down to the most important time. So yes, I, from a, from a TV ratings perspective, the Nets are, and Lakers are, are attractive. And from like a, from a Lakers fan perspective, the Nets is, is a more attractive matchup. Really? Hmm. You really, as a Laker fan, as a, like wanting them to win, would rather see the Nets than, than Philly. I would as well. You know, I just can't, <laughs> I can't. The thing for me too, is that it's, I just need to see this matchup. Yes. I just need but to see the story. It's good TV. TV aside, though, you really – like, if you want the Lakers to win, you would rather play the Nets than Philly? Then, yeah, the Sixers. I have a hard time. I have a hard In time. In a weird way, yes, because of just the competitiveness. Like, I feel like – I don't know. I just think that all the Lakers stops will come out. Take all of that. Like it'll out. bring out the best in the Lakers. Yes. Yes. That that it. Yeah. That I'll give you that for sure. But I think Philly is an easy, easy, easy dub for the Lakers. Easy. Nets. I think they're gonna yeah. have to. They're gonna have to lock in a little bit. <laughs> Wait. Was it 1980 when the Sixers beat the Lakers? Was that supposed to be an easy series too? No magic. The Lakers no. beat the Sixers. No, magic no. on rookie of the year. The Lakers beat this. Oh, the finals yeah, MVP and the, 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 the yeah. famous, the famous Scott Hook. So when was Fo Fo Fo? Because I remember, I think it was Daryl Dawkins was like Fo Fo Fo. Was that the year <laughs> after or like nineteen eighty one or eighty three? Yeah. Well, I mean, that happened. 
I mean, Dr. J got his uh his first chip in the NBA that way, so I don't know. But what say you guys? Embiid M- or the Nets? I, I, f- I feel like like I agree with what Skyler and Daniel are saying. Like as far as the story goes, we we've always wanted the matchup of LeBron against Kobe. So why not have the matchup of LeBron AD versus KD, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving? <laughs> uh, as 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 flip floppy as I'm sounding, because I still don't think they're going to get there. But if I had to choose between those teams. You would want to see the Nets play against the Lakers. Uh, I wouldn't want to play against them. Um, I'm not going to say I'm scared, even though I said it previously on podcast when the Trailblazers beat the Lakers in the first game round one. But, you know, I agree with what DJ is saying. (laughs) You'd rather not have to go up against them. But, I mean, we've seen James Harden fold in the playoffs. So, and then they don't have any defense to back themselves up. So, I kind of agree with Daniel saying that we can get the win. I don't think it'll be easy. But um, I don't I don't see either 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 of those teams making it to the finals. Damn, like that? You're just gonna yeah. you're just gonna be like that? Celtics? I I yeah I think the Celtics are gonna make it because they they've been they've been Ooh. to the co- they've been in the situation they just haven't been able to get over the the hump. You know, Kimball Walker was supposed to be that missing piece, but we're seeing Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum look like uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Oops, let me not say the L.A. strippers because they can't do. Uh, they're looking like a better uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So the Celtics have been in this position a couple of times. And remember, they have that trade exception. Let me let me adjust in my seat a little bit. We've been talking about a whole bunch of rumors about buyouts and this and that. And there's a big name out there. Andre Drummond. I have a I'm calling it now. I have a feeling Andre Drummond makes his way down to Boston, up to Boston, however you want to and that now is... we got we have a championship looking team because Tristan Thompson ain't cutting it. Daniel not gonna let, pronounce his last name because I'm gonna Dice. botch that. Dice. Dice. Uh, he's he's a four. So to have, I think they're gonna get one of the, they're gonna get a big on that buyout, and I'm and I'm hoping it's Andre Drummond because I think that'll be nice, and I think they're gonna make the finals. So I think that series would end in five or six games. I don't know about that. No, I mean, well, okay. To be fair though, like Andre Drummond is a. He's a pretty interesting prospect because the Nets have also expressed interest in him along with Kevin Love, Javel McGee, and they brought in Iman Shumpert just to hope, you know, just to bring up that D a little bit. But, like, yeah, I don't – if the Boston Celtics get Drummond, I think that'll be a really interesting situation because if they make it to the conference finals and if they lose, right, let's say they lose, what happens to – what happens to Drummond? Because he's going to be one of those pieces that's going to be kind of sought after, and he's going to want a big deal. We've talked about this before, right? And so will the Celtics shell out, I don't know, five years, $200 million to retain him, or are they just, just going to let him walk? Because that's what I see happening. Personally, I would be on, this, on the side. I mean, per, like, thinking about it, I don't know if there's – I don't think we're going to have any, like, honestly, I don't think we're going to have any, like, big – Maybe like Kawhi, but like there, I don't, I don't really foresee any like big superstar free agents right now. I think Giannis was kind of like that could have been it. Um, for the next bro, twenty twenty one is like the gold mine at least for yeah, free agents. But, but you know, there's not really some big free agent. So like if Andre Drummond like lands in Boston, gives them like a huge help. I, I can see Boston shelling out that money just to keep them so they can keep be in like in the realm of contention. In, for next year. It, they're not losing because if they use that trade exception, what are you losing? 
I mean, the Warriors did it on Oubre, and look look how that turned out. But you get Andre Drummond, the all-star, you know what I'm saying? So if they if they lose him, they didn't lose any money. They used the trade exception. Yeah, fair enough. A second rounder? Yeah, which side are you, Skyler? Because you, you had an interesting reaction to when G said that. Um, I don't know. I, I'm thinking a lot of things with that because I actually – well, I thought a lot – first of all, the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers in the finals would be the most box office yeah, that's a of classic all matchup. time. It always is. That would be amazing. Second of all, I'm thinking Drummond actually makes his way down to Brooklyn, though. I'm yeah. thinking he'll find a way to get there. That would be a benefit defense. to them. That would be marginally. <laughs> I think it'll happen. But how? Yeah, I don't know. Because the buyout, always... like, I don't, I don't see a buyout happening. If I'm the Cavaliers, I need to get something in return. And at least the Celtics could provide that money uh, and not allow me to have to take on that contract and potentially a pick. What do the Brooklyn Nets have to offer? Uh, potentially a championship, I get that. But you're not going to be able to snag him from them unless he gets bought out. And Andre Drummond isn't Markeith Morris. <laughs> yeah, he's not you know what I'm saying? He's an all-star. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're not getting him, unfortunately. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, they will be, be interesting. From Jared Allen, right? He's on the Cavs, right? Yeah. Yes. He started yeah. a few days ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's kind of like the thing, right? Because if you also got to think about the finances, right? If the Cavs do end up buying out Drummond, that's what, 26, 27, 28 million dollars that's going to hinder their cap for like the next five, six years. Exactly. depending on if, you know, Brooklyn wants to pick up that tab in three days. So I don't know, man, that's the, for him to get to Brooklyn is going to be really difficult. I mean, they have no pieces to trade because they traded all their pieces away to get Harden, which, you know, shout out to the Houston Rockets. They're playing very, very well, currently six and one in their last seven and had the longest winning streak in the league at six a few days ago. So good job on them. But yeah, I mean, I think more than anything, they'd be more interested in JaVale McGee because what yeah. he's potentially maybe like a veteran minimum and he's not, he's not expensive by any means. So he's got that championship experience. He's got the defense. He can do things on offense, I guess, like what, if you want to call it that, but that, that would be the more likely person going there than Drummond as much as we all want him to go to, the Nets, there's no way Drum is going to get there. Like, what's what's fair. your thoughts on it, DJ? Uh, yeah, Drum. I mean, I, I'm kind of with you on that one. If he goes to the Celtics, that'd be huge because they need uh, they kind of need that guy in the middle. I, Trish, I mean, Trishan Thompson has experience as well, you know, with the Cavs. Um, Tice is not cutting it, um, but a nice little duo, Trishan Thompson and Andre Drummond. I think they could give MB problems. I think they could give uh, any other bigs they run into uh, during a playoff run. I think they could give AD, just bother them a little bit if they had to guard them. is going to kick their ass, but they'll at least, you know, maybe bother them a little bit. I think Celtics make the most sense if they're keeping them in the East. Um, I just, I just, I just, I'm, I'm trying to think of a trade situation. I, I, with all the big teams, I don't know, man. I, I don't see – I don't really see anything. I really don't. It's tough. Him on the Celtics would be really nice, though. Like, yeah, absolutely. Really good for them. It would. Because the Celtics, like, outside of Brown and Tatum, I feel like their guards haven't been playing well. And, you know, maybe Kemba turns it up a little bit because he's been, he's been out. But 
if they have a another guy at a different position, like a point guard or a center that can give them, you know, production, uh, they'll be tough. They need that third option right now. So, yeah, the thing with Kemba is, gee, you alluded to this. He's not, he's basically what a third, fourth option at this point. And as good as he's been, I don't think you can win with Kemba because we saw it in what last year's playoffs. He was damn near invisible at some points and they still got pretty damn far. So I don't know. I mean, wait, let me just bring this question up to you guys, because I don't know if we talked about them. We've, we've barely talked about the bucks and the Eastern shuffle. I mean, the bucks are the bucks. They're pretty friggin' solid. I mean, Drew is balling. I mean, what's, I mean, any thoughts on the Bucks? I think they're I think they're solid. I just think how do I describe this? I'm gonna use NBA history. I think I just think Brooklyn's just the better team going forward. <laughs> I just I just think Brooklyn's... Ask about the Bucks. Talk about the Bucks. <laughs> the I'm Bucks, kidding. Go ahead. The, the Bucks are they're a good team. I just think like they're good. I think there's they're gonna run it, they're gonna run into like a you know a block. They're they're, they're I think the, what the Brooklyn Nets could be to the Milwaukee Bucks is like kind of like what the Detroit Pistons were to the Chicago Bulls. They're gonna the Brooklyn Nets are gonna be in the way of the Bucks for a little bit. I think the Brooklyn Nets just have more pieces than like they have the stars right now. Okay, yeah, you said more pieces. Nah, yeah. stars. Yes, the 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 Bucks have a, a more complete team. I, I think the issue is they got a second uh, uh, Chris Middleton. I've spent. I've, Remember when we did the seeding predictions before the season started? I said yeah. that the Bucks are going to be the first seed. I, I I still live by that today. I know we still got a whole uh, uh, rest of the season to go. But I think what's stopping the Bucks is having a clutch closer player. Chris Middleton hasn't been able to deliver. And now you have Drew Holiday. And we had Taj. Taj, he's the Pelicans fan, right? We yep. had him on the podcast. And he, he even confirmed, Drew Holiday isn't going to get you a bucket down down a stretch. So that's oh. what the, that's that's a problem for the Bucks right now. Like, they, they can get – they can make it a good game. They can con- contend. Giannis to get his buckets, but when it comes to close games under two minutes, they don't have anybody that's gonna hit a bucket. I mean, like, uh, like I'm sorry to say, like I I know I'm trying to keep the conversation buck centric, but like, like what what Drill like said right now is like that's why I don't think I don't think Milwaukee's gonna go to the finals in, in the next two years because of those problems. My take on the Milwaukee Bucks to win a championship is primarily one thing. Giannis needs a jump shot. Yep. <laughs> Once he's a jump shot, he's such a good player, he's just unstoppable. And they'll find a way to win because he's that good where he sort of needs to be the tour de force on the team or or not be the number one guy for them to win a championship. Mm. So I think if, if Giannis can get a jump shot within the next four years, the way we've seen with LeBron James, he couldn't shoot a three at the beginning of his career and he bricked jump shots all over the place. Now he's draining logo threes. Then I really believe that we can see the Milwaukee Bucks take that official step of becoming champions. I just want to say, I know this is a little off topic, but to this point, I really think Giannis should have really tested free agency. And oh, I, I really, really think he should have tested his options. He's it's not going to go to Dallas. He's not going to go to Dallas. Relax. He should have at least considered Dallas and Miami. Bro, like he's on a championship contender. Like, gee, you pointed this out. Like, they, he has everything in Milwaukee. Like, why would he want to go to Dallas? But I mean, there's always room for improvement. Look you got Luka right Doncic in Dallas. 
Okay. They're Cuban. Okay. And what have they done? We've had this argument already. Why am I going to go to a team that hasn't done And on top of that, Luka Doncic, is he finally shooting uh, the appropriate uh, field goal percentage? But, DJ, what is your thoughts on, on the Milwaukee Bucks? Um, to be honest, I just, you know, they're a great regular season team. Yeah. Uh, and Giannis sets that tone because he plays so hard. And, he, you know, he takes every game. You know, he doesn't really take off days. Um, so that's why their regular season uh, record, and they're usually one seed, two seed. They're up there. Um, he sets the tone for that. But, you know, once playoff time comes around, it's a different ball game. You got guys who, you know, are preparing for a whole seven-game series against you. Uh, Giannis is going to get his regardless just because of how much of a freak he is athletic, athletically. Um, but those possessions, like y'all mentioned, like, when you need a bucket, you can't just put your head down and spin and and euro step to the paint every time. You guys are gonna start sagging off you. They're gonna do different things to stop you. So you need that second guy who can who can get a bucket for you in different ways out the post, mid range pull ups, whatever it is. And uh, that's it's got to be Milton, and he's shown that he hasn't you know he hasn't fully got. He's good. Don't give me a very skilled player, but he's just not to the level of a second tier guy that most teams have that they can look at, you know, LeBron's got AD, uh, you know, KD has now he's got multiple guys. Um, everybody has a second tier guy that they can kind of rely on to get a bucket. Um, and I, don't, I really, I think that's going to be the reason why they're stuck in this little gap until they do that. And Drew Holiday is a hell of a player. One of my favorite point guards, uh, but he's, he's not a bucket getter like that either. So, uh, they're in a weird they're in a weird spot where they're like really good but like not good enough you know <laughs> totally and the interesting thing is drew holiday is a free agent next season right nick this offseason i think he has a player option which yeah. he's probably going to decline but I, what i'm thinking for the bucks is Giannis is what 25 26 i think what's going to happen is because in 2023 no 2022 the offseason KD, Harden, and Kyrie, they're all free agents because they all got player options. They're, they're obviously going to decline that. But I think that's when they move in. When he's 28, 29, that's when the Bucks are going to make their move because, you know, right now, they're not going to beat LeBron. No matter what happens, they're not going to beat the Lakers. No. Whatever team comes out of the, the West, be it, you know, God forbid it's the Nuggets because they got no defense. But <laughs> if that happens, they're still going to – the Bucks are still going to lose. They can't beat the Nets because that's a given. They're not going to beat the Celtics because they just can't. They're not going to beat the Heat, which is crazy to think because the Heat's outside the playoffs. And they're not going to beat, you know, all these other teams. They're good regular season, but I think we just wait two years and then we'll see. Exactly. Exactly. No, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I, I really think that the Bucs are there, are right there, right on the cusp. But they're just not yet there yet. They're not going to get over that hump yet. They need someone who can be taking those clutch jump shots, going going toe-to-toe with a superstar in the fourth quarter, not just driving to the hoop. And either Giannis develops that or the Bucs get someone. And I always say, you know, Max Kellerman once said that, that Giannis was Shaq looking for his Kobe. And sometimes people say too much that, Kobe was Robin to Shaq's uh, Batman. No, Kobe oh. was Superman to Shaq's Batman. 
And I think that might be what Giannis needs is, is a Superman to compliment him who can hit those jump shots in the fourth, or he needs to be doing it himself. Facts, especially in a guard driven league. But on top of that, I understand that the Lakers, it was Kobe and Shaq, the dynamic duo, duo but not Batman and Robin. Uh, Superman and Batman, like you you said, but there was also a clutch player on that team that that we like. I tend to forget, but I need to throw his name out there. Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher yes. had some clutch mm-hmm. shots. So four, the, four. the 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 Bucks and it, there's been multiple threes that he's hit before, even with OKC when he was with them. Whew, bad times. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the Bucks don't necessarily need need another superstar because they have them. Chris Middleton yeah. is a, is a, a all-star. Let's not say superstar. Uh, Drew Holiday is borderline all-star as well. Locks in mm-hmm. on defense. But if they can have a player like a, a Derek Fisher that we're not seeing a lot of or those Robert nowadays, Ori even. Yeah, Robert that's Ori, what I was that can just hit well. a big shot. That's all they need. A role. They need a role player that, that's not afraid to take those shots and hit them. And now a word from our sponsor. This episode of the Shooting Brooks podcast is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Do you want to make some quick cash on sports betting but don't really know how? Well, come hashtag prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in a specific sport. For instance, if you're interested in the NFL on Thrive Fantasy, you choose 10 out of the 20 player prop positions to build your lineup. NFL not your thing? Not a problem. For the NBA, MLB, PGA, or eSports, you choose 5 out of 10 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to happen. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. If you're into the PGA, Thrive has new contests for each day of tournaments, so don't sweat it if your golfers ruin your weekend by not making the cut. Since launching in 2018, Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes. Ready to play? You can download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website www.thrivefantasy.com. Don't forget to use our promo code SBPOD when you sign up today to receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Sign up and hashtag prop up today. So Group. let me. Uh, no, Bucks suck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but let me let me, throw that this, let me ask you these two uh these two questions then. So we're all talking about you know Giannis. He's fantastic. You know needs to develop a jumper. Cool, whatever. But how many MVPs slash championships do you think he will win by the end of his career? Because I think, or how many more I should say? Because I think. Giannis will win two more MVPs and he'll win one more championship or one championship by the end of his career. That's it. Uh, personally, I don't think he's as Breath. good as like he's def personally, he's definitely not as good as LeBron. No, he's not. Even, I don't think he's close. Um, you can even see Zion's better than Giannis. Oh, uh, well, no, 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 no. I, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. There's potential. There's potential. I didn't, I didn't exactly say Zion's outright better than Giannis. But you can make an argument that Zion could one day be better than Giannis. I agree with that, actually. Um, hey, can, can, can you can you talk about Giannis? Can you can you talk about? No, Giannis is a every time player. every time Jared proposes a question, you just jump to comparing it to something else. <laughs> Answer the question. 
And the only reason why I came at you that way, because you just disrespect, you just disrespecting people, man. I had to say something. I'm sorry, Daniel. For those that don't know, Jarrell really likes Giannis. Yes, I'm a Giannis fan. I love the I way like he Giannis plays. Too. And you, yeah. you 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 throw dirt on Giannis and Russell Westbrook and how I they play. And they're, and they're, and they're, they're at, nah, nah, I'm upset now. I'm just playing. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> I just don't think he's as good as LeBron. Uh, I think he just I think I think staying in Milwaukee, like a, a destination not known for free agents, was kind of a bad move. Um he wins two championships. He like he wins like maybe two more MVPs, but he he he. I don't think he lives up to his championship potential. That was hilarious because Daniel actually said like worse things about Giannis than Jared did, and actually predicted even better for him. So, yeah. anyways, I just like how that went. Uh, I, I'm a roll with 2K. I play a lot of 2K, my league, and every year Giannis wins MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, he shouldn't have won it last year. Anthony Davis should have got that, so I just want to let that be known. By all but advanced I, metrics, yeah. AD should have won. Yep. Yes, yep. Facts, facts. He'll win uh, this we're not going to get into that. But <laughs> He's winning this uh, I think I think Giannis could end up with four or five MVPs at the end of his career because of his stats and because his team still does well in the uh, regular season. I believe he can do that. And he does it on both ends. But if he stays on the Bucks, there's just they're just they're just that team that I just don't think they're gonna win. Like I don't know who's gonna come to Milwaukee. They're they they do not have any picks. They they traded all of it for Drew Holiday. That's why I, I keep saying Giannis should have considered Dallas and Miami in free agency. But, but but you still said they were gonna win two chips. So I'm staying on topic. I'm staying on topic. I don't think he's gonna win a championship. If you wow. stay on Milwaukee. Whoa. Wow. 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 A player, wow. Giannis, I think a player like Giannis has to win a championship. And we said the good. same. We said the same thing about AI. We said the same thing about Carmelo. We said the same thing about Carl, uh, Carl Malone and John Stockton. Unfortunately, everybody doesn't win championships. You said this is a star driven league and look at the books. I agree. I don't, I don't think he's going to win one if he stays in Milwaukee. I, I really don't. Uh, you look at, you look at teams that have been successful um, lately and there's something enticing about the city that they are currently in. Like you look at Golden State, right? Uh, when they started winning, even though they didn't really do it through the free agency, except for I mean KD, but they had won one before him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the city. It's the the technology of the arena. It had a new arena coming soon. Like there was buzz growing. Um, they did it organically. Miami just recently. It's Miami. It's South Beach. You got Pat Riley. You got so many different things. Everything's enticing. You look at Milwaukee. Like nobody's going to Milwaukee. Like it's just, it. It shouldn't be like that, but that's just the way it is. Like unless something crazy happens, um, I really don't see him winning a title. Uh, the only way is if they can move, make a crazy trade for somebody. But free agency wise, I, I don't see it. Um, oh my God! I just thought of Bradley Beal on the Milwaukee yeah. Bucks when you said that. It, that would be a nice pairing. Like, would they would they do a like? Would Washington do like a Middleton and like maybe some first round? You know, may, maybe maybe I don't know. Uh, that could that be trade could that trade could actually that trade could actually go through. Love, honestly, if I'm if I'm Washington, I trade Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Do you know how good of a dynamic duo those two would be if you if that's what you have to do? Like, I'm not saying just hey, I'll give you this. No, but I think Beal and Giannis would be would be epic, and and I'll come I would win a play. championship. Oh, 100 percent, hundred percent. That's the closer. That's the closer. That's the jump shot. 
They still going to need some defense at the guard position, though. But I, 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 I get you. Absolutely. True, true. So I, I think personally that, you know, this is a tough one I haven't thought about. But I think that Giannis will probably become one of those could win MVP every single year kind of guys. So therefore, I think he'll win two more MVPs and, and probably be deserving of more. Um, as far as that, I think Giannis gets one championship in Milwaukee. I think he's that good. I think he has that killer clutch mentality overall. He really just needs a jump shot. He really just needs a jump shot for the fourth quarter. I think he'll have, I think his career arc will sort of be what would have happened if LeBron never left Cleveland. And I I think that that is similar to what we'll see with Giannis. And I think that basically after he, I think he'll win one in Milwaukee around 29 or 30. And then he'll either finish his career in Milwaukee and never win again, or he'll be like, hey, I want more of these. And then he'll go out and then none of these predictions really make sense because yeah. we won't even know who will be in the league by then. But uh, for me personally, I'm going to say Giannis wins two championships. One in Milwaukee. I mean, I just think Giannis had the potential to be a four or five time championship given 100%. the right, given the right situation. But personally, I don't think he's in that. And I don't think he's really wanting to leave. Hmm. He, he, given his indication. So, and he could win more Jordan, you know, Jordan didn't win his first one until he was uh, 27 years old. So Giannis yeah. is coming up on 27 next year. Who knows? Right. But DJ, you were, looked like you were about to say something. Do you have uh, anything in mind? Oh, no. Uh, I, I was going to touch on the MVP. And I, I, I think he's going to win. Definitely going to win a couple more uh, just because of, like I said, he plays, he's probably the hardest, Superstar-wise, he plays the hardest throughout a regular season. Um, and it shows. Like, this guy, he works his ass off <laughs> during yeah. game. And uh, they're going to win games in regular seasons. He's going to have the stats. And uh, it might be one of those things, like, damn, we're kind of tired of giving it, giving him MVP. So he won't – Exactly. He might get capped at, like, two more max. Uh, kind of like what they do to LeBron. Because <laughs> yeah. LeBron should definitely have more. Uh, and Kobe should should have definitely 100%. Oh, man. It's a shame Facts. he only got one Facts. MVP. Oh, my God. Could have, like, five or six. He was second, third every year. He's got the four, He's got the fifth most MVP win shares of all time. They picked got Steve one Nash over him. Stupid. They picked Facts. Steve Nash over him. That was crime. That and everybody starts going crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, yeah, I mean. Giannis uh, got a couple more in him for sure. That's fair. And How many championships do you think? In Milwaukee, zero, bro. I, I really don't see it. Wow. I really, I really don't. It sucks for me to say that because I love Giannis, but I, I don't see it happening, man. Yeah. Well, we're talking about Bradley Beal because he might end up in Milwaukee somehow, but <laughs> he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't like when people say that because he feels like he's getting nitpicked for staying with the wizard for. Wizards, excuse me, per the athletic. He actually recently scored his twelve thousand point, becoming the second in Wizards history franchise history to in scoring behind Elvin Hayes. And so I don't I kind of get where he's coming from because people are clowning him for staying and the Wizards are terrible, like awful. But one of the worst organizations in all basketball. Knicks being number one. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair. But yeah, just just some quick thoughts on like, you know, him him saying that, oh, you know, I'm feeling like I'm getting nitpicked for staying with the Wizards, showing my loyalty. Yeah, he did sign the extension. Yeah, they're not doing well, but 
I mean, come on, man. He's he's doing what most people say superstars should do instead of like mm-hmm. jumping ship to like Miami. So, yeah. Any thoughts on that? Um, Bradley Beal is a great player, but personally, like, if I'm him, like, like what? I get, I get it, I get it, I get it. You want to be loyal to the organization that drafted you, but at the end of the day, like, what's the biggest pressure like pundits and us fans put on players? How many rings do you get? How you, how many rings did you get in your career? So like Washington is like I, I want to reiterate, they are one of the worst organizations in all of basketball. Cleveland, New York joining them. So I mean, like this this organization is not gonna do anything for you. I think he needs to realize that and like like at the end of the day, like go go get out of your situation, go win a ring. So I mean, if I'm him, like I'm demanding a trade today, like Deshaun Watson style. Like I'm getting out of town. I, I think he I think he's okay mentally because he got he got his bag. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know how much you know, it, every player has a different mindset when it comes to that. You see guys who are to leave, you got guys who they're like, well, you know, I can't complain. I'm one of the highest paid players in the league doing what I love to do. I'm producing. My family might be happy here, whatever the case may be. Uh, I don't know. He hasn't gone. I don't think he's gone in detail um, how he feels, but shit, he's paid. <laughs> he's doing what he loves to do. I'm not I'm not mad at him. If that's if that's what he wants to do, so be it, man. I think now I don't think he's going to win a ring, a ring in Washington either, but, you know. He's going to get money, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. I think those are all great points to make. Like, like I, NBA players don't care about what, what we have to say, what we think. <laughs> like, the, the money is there. You're hooping. Um, and then, you know, he signed his extension with his brother there, uh, John Wall. I'm speaking about John Wall. These two were together. Like, they were the franchise pieces. These two are going to be the Wizards' face. So, it's a different situation now. Um, I don't know what he wants to accomplish in his career. Um, but once you start getting these all-star snubs and all NBA snubs while you're averaging 30 points a game, yeah. that, 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 that's when it starts to hurt. Cause not only am I not winning, <laughs> but I'm balling, my, I'm balling, I'm balling out. I'm coming, showing up. I'm playing 82 games. I'm averaging 25 plus five and five plus. My wife is advocating for me on Twitter. Hey, miss, miss Bill, how you doing? Big shout mm-hmm. out to you. Um, but yeah, so we don't know. We don't know what he has, uh, plan but I, as, a, as fans we want him off the team for sure bro he's Absolutely. only 27 yeah right. yeah he's that's my, my point uh, get out while you can beal you know i, th- I think beal is literally just venting i think beal's got thick skin and he's really just sort of saying oh everyone gets picked apart for leaving and going to super teams I'm actually staying and you guys are picking me up. He's just learning how the media works. There's, there's no pleasing all of these different pundits and fans, but real will always recognize real. And I think that's what Beal's focused on deep down. He's, he's just venting, you know, like, are you kidding me? I actually stay here and people have something to say about it. Like, isn't this what everyone wants? So I think it's nothing more than him getting that out there and so happy to uh, see him starting to get, some of the recognition he deserves for, for being the phenomenal player he is. Thanks. Speaking of players staying, we've there's been a lot of talk about, you know, J.J. Redick, and the 76ers, Nets, and Celtics are interested and have been engaging in talks with New Orleans about J.J. Redick per Shams. And do you think that's a thing that's going to happen? Maybe J.J. ends up on the Nets or the Sixers or the Celtics? Because if we're talking about defense, none of that but phenomenal shooter. So 
Personally, I, I mean, of all the teams, I think logically you would say, oh, the Sixers need him. Well, theoretically, one of the most because, you know, they, they've been trying to add a guard for ages now uh, that can, you know, shoot the three, do perimeter play. Uh, is it – I don't know if it's, like, going to happen, but it's a real possibility. I think any team who gets him would, you know, will have a very reliable three-point shooter on their hands. So it would be a great benefit – for most of these teams, especially Philadelphia. I see I see the Sixers because of Doc, Doc Rivers, mm-hmm. but I I feel like that will hinder Seth, Seth Curry. And yeah. he's been really good for him. Um so I, and they also have Danny Green, even though I know he's old and he hasn't been shooting as well, but he is essentially a JJ Reddick type guy, you know, just catch and shoot, moves off the screen, play a little defense, more IQ defense than actually playing defense, but uh out of those teams, I see him. I see him thriving in Boston, one hundred percent. With Brad Stevens drawing up plays for that man, oh yeah, uh, that would be deadly. Yeah, I see. The, I see the Doc Rivers connection too, because isn't he uh, Seth Curry, his son-in-law, right? Yeah, he wants to keep him on there. So I think I agree with you. The Celtics seems like the perfect fit. Um, you get that offense off the bench because I don't. I don't think the Celtics bench is doing that well. They're decent, okay, but get J.J. Reddick giving you 10, 13 points off the bench just shooting threes, be solid. But I feel like the team that really needs him is the Brooklyn Nets because <laughs> they ain't got nobody. They need players. They need people off the bench. You're going to need these role players to come in. I know they got Joe Harris. He's He's been doing phenomenal. But you throw J.J. Reddick on that bench uh, to come out to get some threes, uh, he's going to have wide open shots because you have to focus your defense on that three-headed monster we talk about. So as much as I don't like the Nets, I think – that's that. This is a team they they need players. They need guards. They need bigs. They I don't know. Everybody. I I'm not sure if I agree with you, Jarrell, because like it like what, I mean at the end of the day, yeah yeah you're right. The Brooklyn need the Brooklyn Nets need defense. What 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 better way to enforce it by signing a couple bigs? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I I just feel like the, the Brooklyn Nets already have offensive production right now. Like what, why would you want to add it like a three point shooter? Yeah, no, I'm I'm really interested like, in the fit on the Celtics with JJ Reddick because they really don't have like a three point specialist or someone who's just an amazing three point shooter in my opinion. So I, I think JJ Reddick is sort of. Something something they need that many championship teams we've seen in the past have. Um, him on the Nets is interesting, but as you were saying, Daniel, I'm I'm just not sure that's exactly what they need. He's like like Joe Harris is like a young Yeah, like why would you want to add like you already uh, have so Joe Harris? Harris let, let, let me let, let me clarify. I agreed. I said the best fit is the Celtics. I said the yeah. Nets need players. I didn't say that was the best fit. So y'all already coming <laughs> at me, y'all gotta get in defense mode and shit. It's all love. We all brothers here. We all uh, argue. No, no doubt. Is, all exactly. We're shooting love. We're shooting bricks. It's, it's all yes, good sir. stuff. Um, but no, 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 no doubt. I think that, you know, JJ on the 76ers have been there, done that. And, you know, Doc Rivers and they got their young three point shooting. Um, I, I like the thought of JJ on the Celtics. Hmm. So really quickly, if, Let's say, for sake of argument, right, like, JJ ends up on the Nets, and, you know, they go on some magnificent winning streak. To be fair, like, the Nets, they're just stocking up. They're going full head of steam because they don't, they don't really care about all that defense. They just want to outscore you. So if, if, if 
JJ signs with the Nets, if that somehow happens, I mean, they would it would be the favorites, I would say. Wow. Yeah, I mean, to they're get him on because, defense. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, if they're just going to shoot, them, I'm glad you see it, Daniel. I'm now he sees it. it. Yeah. Once I say they're it. still making the fouls. Their, def- their lack of defense will harm them eventually. It'll come together I mean, for a finals loss. All right. Well, <laughs> yes. if we're talking about you know defense. What about Aaron Gordon? Because the Magic are going nowhere fast after after I think uh, what's his face their Mark point Hill. guard Markel Fultz. Yeah, after he went down, they gone two and eleven, and so they're going nowhere fast. Aaron Gordon, he's out with an injury for a considerable amount of time, and he just plays like I don't know if you guys have seen Magic games, but he just looks checked out. Like he doesn't, he looks like he doesn't want to be there. Ever since he lost that dunk contest twice, uh, which one? Yeah. Both of them. <laughs> all, no, it's but not a lead for him. <laughs> I mean, this franchise hasn't really gone anywhere since what? Dwight. Dwight. Yeah, two thousand. Nine, yeah. yeah, in general, they, they, this franchise hasn't really done anything significant in two, since 2009. I'm going to be honest. I like, there, the, there's, I'm going to be honest. Like, or the Orlando Magic are like one of those teams. Like, I just don't give a f. Well, tell us how you really feel, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. I'm what sorry. It's like, huh? What they do to you? Like, you, you they did nothing. It's a just lot like, of emotion in that, that statement you said, bro. No, sometimes yeah. I, ju- I just I just say things that may mean something more in emotion, but it, re- it really just mean it's just me talking. All right. I, I like the Orlando Magic um, just, you know, back in the day with Shaq and Penny and, of course, them going up against Kobe in the 09 finals. J.J. Redick was actually a youngin' on that squad. And, uh, you know, basically I think that, Unfortunately, though, look, Cole Anthony seems to be the future of that franchise. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, but as for Aaron Gordon, yeah, he's been there for a while and he's seen just absolutely nothing good go down. Um, they're, they're in no man's land a little bit. And if Aaron uh, Gordon wants to have a, a shot at his career, he, he might want to go somewhere else. I, I mean, I just like my only thought is like, I just hope he gets better. But like, I just personally, I don't really. I admittedly don't really have an opinion on the matter. They they haven't done anything we don't in need ages. We to be talking about Aaron Gordon. We need to be talking about Vucevic because that boy is a dog. Yeah. No doubt. Shout out USC. Vucevic is talented. Better. Aaron Gordon does not deserve better yet. He's not there yet. Vucevic, though, that boy, he's consistent as hell, man. He deserves right. to be on a team. Hella teams could use him. No doubt. So could use him. Brooklyn, I'm thinking again. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> I'm go- I'm done. I'm going. If y'all say Brooklyn Nets or anyone on that team again, I'm throwing the headset off. <laughs> it's it's the new thing. It's like how everyone was gonna go to the Miami Big Three. It's it's you'll have to hear it for a bit, unfortunately. But but these are like like all-star players. Y'all saying going to the Nets. I understand Ray Allen was 35, 36 years old. Okay. Mike Miller, okay. But freaking Lucevich and Andre Drummond. Ah. Yeah. I don't think he's actually going there. I'm um that's actually a really good question then. So who do you guys see leaving first? Do you guys see Aaron Gordon or Nikola Vucevic leaving first via trade or what have you? I don't Gordon, see. Vucevic is more loyal. I don't think uh, Vucevic has the like the personality like for that kind of thing. I think he, he's maybe content. <laughs> Aaron Gordon, I feel like he's more of a, like a younger dude. He might like, you know, I think he's from like, 
the West Coast anyways. I mm -hmm. think he's from the Bay Area. I think he went to – well, he went to Arizona too, I think. Um, yeah. So, I think, you know, he might like that a little bit. He might try to get out to the Clippers or Lakers mm -hmm. sometime, you know, a West Coast team. Uh, I could see him definitely getting out for uh, Vucevic. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think, like what Jarrell said, like Aaron Gordon just looks checked out. I don't think he – Personally, he just doesn't look like he's happy there anymore. So, like when when players are unhappy, like they will they will force their way out no matter what. In most cases, no matter what happens. So yeah, I think Gordon just is he's been all that gone. good to be having those demands anyways. I mean, he got to do a little bit, a bit more for me. Exactly, and just to clarify, that's true. That's uh, true too. Jared, Jared is the one that said Aaron Gordon looks checked out, right? Just, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, just clarifying that. I said I said he wanted to dip because after he lost the dunk contest. But yeah, uh, I agree with you, DJ. Um, Aaron Gordon. All we know him as is a dunker. That's it. Like, bro, doesn't do anything. You're a yeah. you're a glorified Derek Jones Jr. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, don't have any game. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to throw dirt on your name, Aaron Gordon. You out in the NBA, but he's he's a role player. He was what the fourth pick in his draft class, but arguably he's a bust. He's he's a bust. Uh, well, I, I'm saying it. He's on the spectrum. He's at the lower end of the spectrum, but he is a bust for a top five pick. Come on now. What is his career average? Thirteen points a game. Trevor Ariza at his career at his at his peak. Like at least Trevor Ariza played defense and hit threes. So Aaron Gordon is out there. He's been he's been linked to trade rumors. I've never heard Vucevic being linked to trade rumors. I agree with DJ. His personality is, and I'm like, I'm about to leave, and I don't think the Magic are going to get rid of him. Uh, like, what are you going to do? Rebuild. I, I don't I don't see it happening. So AG double zero, he's out. Fair enough, fair enough. And before we wrap things up here and get up on out of here, just a few more notes that I want to I want to bung on here. Thanks to Skyler for putting these on. But um, yeah, Shams reported earlier today that the NBA and the MBPA have agreed to host the All Star Game on March seventh in Atlanta. Also noted by Shams is that the all-star voting is up 70% from last year. And LeBron James leads all the voting in the West, which makes sense. KD leads all the, all the votes in the East, while Bradley Beal is the leading vote-getter for guards in the East, and Steph Curry leads the West. Also of note is that Clay Thompson, for whatever reason, is 10th in voting for Western guards despite not having played a, a single game. And this is where things kind of get a little bit interesting because according to Jason Jones, the Sacramento Kings writer for The Athletic, De'Aaron Fox actually commented on the possibility of an all-star game this season by saying, quote, I'm going to be brutally honest. I think it's stupid. If we have to wear masks and do all this for a regular game, what's the point of bringing the all-star game back? And that kind of leads me into my question. Do you think that there should be an all-star game, an actual game, not like practice or whatever, like a legitimate game this year? Because personally, I think that this is kind of dumb. I mean, just having fans in different arenas, but not having fans in any arenas is just really stupid because there's no uniformity. And if you're having an all-star game in the middle of a pandemic while asking players to wear KN95 masks or KN94 masks at all times, it, it's a weird look. I mean, yeah, well, what do you guys what do you I guys mean, I'm going to be honest. Like, I had, I'm going to have to agree with you, Jared. I mean, I get what the All-Star game is doing. I mean, they're donating to HBCUs, so I guess that's that's a, a good part of it. But at the same time, like, 
we're again we're in the middle of a pandemic and you're you're asking guys to add one extra game right and like that's an extra place where you're you, you're always at the risk of getting sick yeah and let me uh let me just interrupt you real quick and that's not including the potential dunk and three-point contests that might be happening during that time frame as well so, so I, even more like you're like, you're you're already adding like you're you're asking guys to do more extra stuff, putting their health more at risk. And like, and these guys are already flying over the country already. And you know, what's the, honestly, like I've never been personally, I'm going to, I'm going to admit, I've never been a fan of of all-star weekend, but like for what's, what's the, what's the big part of all-star weekend, the fan interaction, the the dunk contest, the three point shooting contest, all fan friendly events. And like, it just wouldn't be the same to have those in an empty in an empty arena and like guys having their mask on and people putting their health at risk is I'm gonna have to lean. It's just not worth it. It's I'm sorry. It's it's not worth it. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense to me either. I I agree with what uh, what Fox says. Like, get the guys a week off or whatever from from doing all that stuff and you know do something creative to where you can. Uh, Kind of give those players that get nominated, give them their flowers or whatever. Maybe do like a, uh, I don't know, like a TNT show virtually and like interviewing everybody or doing some creative uh, because you know they want an All Star. You know they got they they got their All Star bid and aren't able to play the game. I, I just I I don't see I don't see why it's necessary. Um, All Star Weekend is based around fans. Um, that's what makes it so fun and so. F- I mean, the game last year was unbelievable though um that that game was the best all-star game i've ever seen mm-hmm. um but the whole you know the, the all-star week i know when they had it out here in houston the city was crazy there's you know people trying to go out there are people hosting events you know doing so much stuff um and in atlanta didn't isn't that where lebron had the little interaction yeah of course i care yeah so atlanta <laughs> real lenient with their little protocols man they nice. got courtside Karen sitting courtside <laughs> so they might allow like a, a lot of fans there or whatever the case may be you know I, I it just seems pointless to me I don't think it, it's needed this year which sucks but I mean what, what are we doing here you know <laughs> yeah I, I agree with what is being said like I think this is a perfect chance to incorporate e-gaming to everybody because I know a lot of people don't know big shout out I didn't mean to interrupt you, but isn't that what the pro what the Pro Bowl do? The Pro Bowl is 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 yeah. doing things of that nature. And I mean, I think you know TNT puts on a show with Shaq Kenny and uh forgetting Charles. Charles and we're forgetting one more. EJ. EJ, there we go. Uh and last year, I believe when LeBron and Giannis were the team captains, they had a show where they were drafting from their homes. Like that's that's tune in TV. Let's draft the players, let's do a 2K event. 2K wants to st- 2K wants to steal our buddy anyway with the micro transactions. Why not incorporate some type of like play for uh, a charity? Like, you know, how many gamers can we get to play this all-star game? Like have this event, whichever the players are drafting, we can go out to the park and play against them. There's so much that you can do virtually that's going to still engage people because we're all sitting at home anyway that they can do. We have Zoom. I'm pretty sure if we have all the all-star uh, players debating something on Zoom, people will still want to watch it. Uh, so there's just so many endless possibilities. And I think that was an awesome idea to uh, come up with uh, in, as an alternative. But I think it's stupid as well. And I'd love to hear Skylar's thoughts on it. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, no, no doubt, though, for sure. Like, 
I think, well, first of all, uh, shout out to DJ for being on here with the e-gaming thing. DJ, man, if you want to host a, a 2K All-Star Weekend, you got four backers right here who would be all in for uh, for giving you that support for sure. Absolutely. But overall, uh, you know, I okay. think that the reality is we technically, like, shouldn't be playing basketball in a pandemic. <laughs> if we want to, there shouldn't be a season at all. So, unfortunately, I kind of think that if there is a season, by the time the All-Star Weekend is over, we're all going to be smiling. We're all going to be happy we watched it. And it's going to be something that really brings us together. Uh, Of course, from a practical standpoint, no, it shouldn't be happening. There's more risk to infection, plain and simple. But if it's going to go down, I'm going to watch um, I'm going to enjoy it and, and just pray that everyone stays safe. And honestly, with the fact that the players are coming from all over, I you might really want to think about not having fans. Uh, the NBA wants to say, you know, oh, they're on more now to give people joy and hope than for money during the pandemic. Put your money where your mouth is then. And let's see you give up a couple dollars to make the All-Star game a safe event so that fans feel like they're a part of it. Or hook our man DJ up here to host a 2K All-Star event, and uh, that would be pretty fun as well, for sure. So overall, no, they shouldn't be doing it. But if the season's going on, the All-Star game's probably going to happen. And, uh, you know, I'll be, I'll be excited to, to watch, and it's going to give a lot of people a lot of smiles during a difficult time. I, w- I will say if there's any anybody I trust to host one, it's the NBA just because of how well they've done with some things. But yeah. um, I just, you know, I don't think it's worth it at the end of the day. No. Um, yeah, and the best bet is to do like a bubble situation, but then think how long that's going to take. Yeah. yeah, and how much is going to cost them because the bubble, uh, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but initially that was like worth $500 million just to get that thing set up. It was expensive, bro. It was hella expensive. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the other thing is, as reported by Shams, there were zero players that tested positive for coronavirus out of 482 tested since January 27th. So there was a time when so many different games were getting like you know postponed and all that, but now they have zero positive tests now, and they want to potentially undo that because they just want to have like an all-star game? Come on, man. That's NBA, we love you, but you got to be better, man. This has got to be, got to be smart here. Got to be smart here. But just a a few more quick hitters here before we wrap things up. So I know we're all proponents of the WNBA. We all love the WNBA. Well, we'll, you know, fans will be glad to know that Diana Taurasi re-upped with the Phoenix Mercury on a multi-year deal. So the GOAT, at least the WNBA's GOAT, is going to be staying there for a little bit longer, and she's going to keep balling out. So, you know, awesome, awesome news. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this just to bring the mood down a little bit, but... There was a story on ESPN by Jeff Passan. He talked about this former uh, this former baseball player called Drew Robinson. He was actually dealing with you know mental issues. He had depression, and at one point he actually tried to kill himself. And he tried to, I think, shoot himself in the head. And one of the things that happened was he survived. And so he's going through multiple therapy sessions, multiple surgeries to get a prosthetic eye back and he actually said that you know if you guys ever have the chance to read it i highly recommend you do but after surviving the gunshot wound and going through multiple bouts of therapy and all that he said quote i'm meant to be alive so for 
you know, we all know that mental health is a huge thing and it's one of those things that people really need to speak up about, but for, you know, anyone who's feeling some type of way, just remember you are meant to be alive and you are, you know, people do care about you. There are people that are willing to help. So don't be afraid to just reach out because that first step is the hardest, but it's the first step into a life of happiness. So that's, that's a, a cool little story there. And, uh, yeah, it's a it's Black History Month, so go support, go support all your black-owned businesses. You know, whoever you know, just uh, help them out because everyone needs help nowadays. It's the pandemic. Pandemic's crazy, so help them out. Just do your uh, do your due diligence. But with all that being said, I just want to thank Dell for hopping on, dude. It was such a fun hour, man. Like just ha- just having your perspective on things, just. It was great to, you know, just talk hoops after, you know, such a such a weird year. And, you know, if you uh, if you have uh, anything to say to us, feel free. Yeah, man, just uh, appreciate you having me on. And uh, I'm sorry for my KD LeBron takes to all you Lakers fans. <laughs> okay. Still, still KD LeBron, but hey, uh, we'll, we'll say that for next episode, man. That's Absolutely. all good. We had to argue uh, Kobe versus LeBron most of our lives, so we're we're used to arguing against him, as you know. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for being on. DJ, I actually got a, a question for you. What would be your best advice to people who want to either get where you are or one day play in, uh, in the league that you coach for? Uh, yeah, honestly, man uh... – Number one is just work on your craft and, and, and build your resume. And that's where it, that's where that's kind of how I got to where I was. Uh, you know, as soon as I was done playing, uh, I jumped straight into the coaching world, coaching AAU, coaching summer leagues, um, doing as much as I could to get my feet wet and kind of learn. Um, because I always knew and I felt like I had the IQ. I, I always compared myself to like a Rondo type to where like you're almost the on-court coach. And uh, that was more important to my game than my my ability to actually play the game. Uh, so I knew when I hung it up, I was like, I'm definitely going to be coaching. Um, so I just continue to build your resume, continue to work on your craft and and go for things, man. I, I, I reached out to every single NBA team that had an opening. Um, they didn't even put out that they had openings. I just knew from being in the community that they didn't have a coach or whatever. I reached out to every team. I got denied by every single team except for one. One hit me back, the Kings, and, uh, you know, it, we, we took off from there. So uh, work on your craft, uh, build your resume up, and just, you know, keep shooting. <laughs> That's all I got to say, man. Keep shooting. You're going to miss a lot, but once that one hits, take advantage of your opportunities, and, and you never know what can uh, come out of it, you know? That's yeah, hard. all you need is one, man. All you need is one. Do or shoot. Yes, yeah, sir. But- and in case people want to look at your stuff and just follow you on socials, where can they find you? Uh, yeah, uh, my Twitter is D-Lay, D-L-A-Y, 2K. And then my Instagram is DJ Layton 23 um, So, yeah, my DMs are open. Uh, I try to talk to as many people as possible. I'm not Hollywood. Um, <laughs> if I don't know you, I'll talk to you. If you have a question, I'll answer it. And, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Again, thanks for hopping on. And for all those listening, don't forget to subscribe to the Shooting Bricks podcast and leave a review on your platform of choice. 
It really helps us out. And lastly, make sure to follow us on at Podcast Bricks on Twitter and at Shooting Bricks Podcast on Instagram for all the news on the Shooting Bricks Podcast. And as always, I'm Jerry Castillo. And I'm Daniel Wayne. I just wanted to say uh, thanks, uh, thanks again to DJ for coming on here. And uh, all I have to say right now is I will burn 300 more calories tomorrow as well. Hey. And joining us. Yo, amazing episode. Like I said, we are brothers here. So it's just just talks. You know, we're going to talk. We're going we gonna to argue all this and all that. Happy Black History Month. I got a long speech. Sorry. Happy to have you on the podcast, DJ. Uh, he said there will be a discussion for next episode. So hoping that we can get you on as a guest for another episode. And of course, it's your boy, Relly Braille, Jarrell Sells. And we have... What up, guys? Thank you. This is Skylar Treple. I love to have you all listening to the Shooting Bricks podcast. Love to be here. It is so cool to have a guest with us after being a guest myself. And what an amazing guest to have. So with us one more time, we have... Yes, sir. DJ Layton from Kingsguard Gaming with the Sacramento Kings. Uh, We definitely got to do this again, fellas. Uh, I loved it. Uh, y'all got great energy, uh, so we'll we'll be talking soon. We'll be talking soon. No absolutely, doubt. absolutely. We'll we'll be glad to have you on whenever you're you're free. But until then, we will see you guys next week.